Hey, I'm Lauren. And I'm Carrie. And we planted a church. And we didn't know what the heck we were doing. But now we kind of do. I mean, it's uh, survived 10 years. And we're still married, so that's good. So we made this podcast for couples like us who are following God's lead to start a new church. Because church planting is really, really hard. So we're here to walk you through some of the steps along the way, help you think about some of the challenges you might face, and talk about how your marriage can not just survive, but thrive while planting a church. Welcome to the Church Planting Together podcast. Welcome back to Church Planting Together. We are uh, again going to be talking about church planting together. <laughs> together. All right. So that's what we're, that's what we're doing this, uh, this go round here. I'm excited about it. We're talking about today why you should join a network of some kind, right? Yes. So some people, <laughs> some people already come kind of, uh, you know, preloaded with their their network affiliation. Maybe you grew up in the, you know, SBC, and so you're you know just going to be an SBC or for life. Maybe you're uh, you went to a seminary that that uh, is part of what you're going to be you know part of for life. Neither of those things were true for me. No. So you know, I grew up in a Mennonite Brethren church, and then we are in a uh, church plant. That was a uh, used to be called Baptist General Conference. Now it's called Converge Worldwide. I went to a non-denominational church in college and in seminary, which was a Presbyterian seminary. And so, and I went to Calvary, which you spent some time yep, going to Calvary. I also went to Calvary also. when I was in college, and you went to Assemblies of God Church for a time, right? Yes. So we have a variety of backgrounds, <laughs> and so when we were ready to plant, it wasn't necessarily like. Well, this is the only thing you can do, um, or this is just what you've always done. Yeah. We're like, so all these groups are Christian. So what do we do? <laughs> yeah. And we had a family connection too with a, a different uh, ministry that that had been another network that had been going on that we looked into too. We, we looked into several things. We ended up uh, connecting with, uh, ultimately, the, the church planting network the uh, that's called Converge Worldwide. And uh, a lot of that was... Uh, as we started talking with them, they had a vision to plant in Utah, which was important for us. We yes. wanted a church a network because we were going to go in Utah. We wanted one that had a focus on Utah and that that was going to be a big part of what they wanted to do and, and which they have. We've seen um, uh, two other churches are planted and they're planting a third and we've affiliated a fourth and then ours. And so and then there was uh, one that had gotten going before, but hadn't lasted. So we, there's different. They had a heart for Utah, and we were like that. The, the group that we're going to go with has to have a heart for Utah, and so it was one of those things that that we definitely saw as evident. And uh, and I'm very glad we did. Yes, me too. It's been a great move for us. Now uh, the the group that we joined, Converge Worldwide, and we're in the Rocky Mountain region, may not be the right fit for everybody. And I totally get that. There's lots of other other places out there that do good things. And so we're certainly not going to make this necessarily a commercial for Converge Worldwide. Uh, Even though it's kind of hard not to because we've had such a great experience. We've had a great experience. <laughs> and if you're coming to Utah, I think it is a good it is a good group because we do have a focus yes. on on reaching the lost here in Utah. Uh, and and I think doing, doing it in some wise ways. I've seen other groups come and not be as wise about it. And so there's that, but, but I think there's a couple, uh, maybe, maybe we can get into some of why we like, uh, the network that we're in, but maybe we can talk a little bit about even more, more globally, what a network does for somebody. Some of the things that, that why it might be a useful for a, a church planter couple to partner with a network as they get going. 
Okay, go ahead with that. Let's do it. <laughs> this is you. This is all you here. I have my side of with Converge, what is great about it, but network as a whole, I feel like what's more. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so so I'll, let me give you two broad things and then we'll come back and there's a few other questions I have for you that, that, okay. that are going to tie in. But, um, but these aren't rocket science, right? But one of the good things about a network is that they're going to provide some kind of doctrinal uh, accountability. So if we go off the deep end, Converge is going to kick us out of the yes. network. Now that doesn't, that doesn't take away a building for us. It doesn't let us lose. We don't lose, you know, funding or something like that because that's not what they do. But the, there is a certain sense of uh, accountability for churches that if you're getting kicked out of them, there's probably a reason. And so, um, you know, it, I think it helps members or helps folks that are looking for a church to join, to know that there's a church that they're going to partner with, that they're going to commit to that has some accountability to them. Yeah, that's true. Especially when we came to Utah and people here don't even really understand denominations to people here. Each Christian denomination is a different religion. Um, so for us to be part of this, we could explain we're part of this network and you can look to their website that tells about what they believe, the beliefs that we hold to as well, and that there's accountability there. In the beginning, it helped us with financial accountability yeah. until we had a finance person. So it was it was great, especially in this culture, to not just be a rogue church planter on our own, like where it looks like we're just starting our own religion, no accountability. Right. We do what we want. <laughs> exactly. So it's nice to have a little bit of that. Um, uh, the network that we're part of considers itself non-denominational. So they don't have a lot of top down stuff that we have to do. In fact, there's nothing that they say that we have to do or that, uh, that except that if we're going to stay within it, we have to maintain those doctrinal boundaries, which we're happy to do. It's stuff that has Stuff bound we Christians together yes. <laughs> for thousands of years. So, uh, so there's that. And I think the other thing that, that a network will do for you is you, especially if it's a decent network is going to open up some avenues for partnership with other churches. So whether that's partnership with other churches, uh, in missions, whether that's partnership, um, and support systems that, that other churches can partner with support for us. We had, uh, we had lots of churches within our network that over time, either financially, financially supported our church plant at some level at various levels, sent teams to come and help serve at different, um, events and things that we were doing. Uh, there's just other people that have a vested interest in seeing you succeed. And so they're really interested in that and, and partnering with you for that. And so I think a good network that has a strong support system where they care about their, their churches and, and the other people that are, that are fighting alongside, uh, that's a really useful thing for a church planner to have and for a church family to have that we're part of something bigger than just this one thing. Uh, and then we partnered together well for, uh, to see other churches planted as well. So there's a, a, a growing network of people that care about seeing the lost saved mm -hmm. around us. And, and that's a useful thing. Yeah. That the churches are in support of planting new churches. Yeah. And so that's one of the things I would say, I guess if, as you're, if you're looking for a network, if you don't know where you fit and you're looking for something, I would definitely look for a network that has a, a strong track record with church planting. If you're going to be a church planter and a church planting family, you, you want to, you want a church, uh, you want a network <clears throat> that's going to meet you where you're at in that, in that, uh, that starting, they, they've got a good record for starting new churches and, uh, and have a support system for that. Um, different churches have different ways that they support you and some church plant 
organizations or, or networks will, you know, provide financial support. They'll provide coaching. They'll provide, um, uh, equipment or other things that you might need. And so you want to kind of take a look at what some of the, what they might offer. But for ours, one of the things that, that we got out of our network was, uh, were some relationships. Um, what, uh, what was the value of that for us? Do you think, uh, in our church plant? Oh, that was ginormous. <laughs> That's um, big. yeah, it's very big. Um, starting from assessment and we've talked about that before. I think that was yeah. that like episode two, <laughs> starting with assessment, we, um, started to build some really important relationships. Um, our executive minister for our area of the district is has just been an incredible support to us and to me specifically because a lot of the time when we think about, okay, we're church planting, we need funding, we need you know, we need equipment. We need all the things. And it's really easy to just chase the money. Who's going to give us money. I would have taken zero money to have Paul. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For real. (laughs) Because he really like was able to shepherd us, not just as church planters, but just as Christians, like he was able to shepherd us through to come. And I think I've mentioned this before. He would him and his wife would come and watch our kids and he is a st- two States away. Yeah. Um, but would fly in to just kind of take care of us. And we were alone here for a long time. There were no other, um, right. No other churches from our, from our network here. And it, he just really took care of us. And then when we were fundraising, we were able to go to a lot of the, churches in the Rocky mountain district. And when we would go there, it's like each church we would go speak at. It's like our family grew Mm -hmm. because it wasn't just, Oh, here we'll show a video and give money. Like there are people who are invested in us. There are people who still will check on us. They will send us Christmas cards. They'll Mm -hmm. come on mission trips. We had one group of people that came out in RVs to do construction on our, one of our buildings that we had moved into. And like, they just took a week and just came and, and just did it for us. And things like that, where I feel like our church family just continues to grow, that they are a part of our church here in Utah from Wyoming or Colorado or California, even from the people that we came, the church we left from. I mean, we have We just have an amazing support system of people. It's just the body of Christ doing what the body of Christ Mm -hmm. does. And it, the network provides a way that we can connect with those people. Yeah. You know, that's one of the, one of the other big parts about being part of a a network like this is, is that it expands your, uh, your prayer team, the people that are holding you up in prayer, because you've got, uh, we, we, connect with others that are constantly talking in our prayer for one another. We have uh, other churches that were part of their, um, their system of prayer and, and, and because they're supporting us and they're part of it. And so the, it really expands all of that as well, which is really nice. And so look for, you know, if you're looking for a network, look for one that has a strong church planning emphasis that they know how to plant churches and they do it uh, pretty well. You know, some, some groups have a really, it's church planting can be, can be pretty 
the percentages aren't, aren't always great. How many churches yeah. start and, and fail? Uh, it, there's a lot. And so you want one that has a, a decent assessment process uh, that, that, that has coaches that'll kind of walk with you. And I, and I think that having someone like uh, for in our case, Paul, but someone like a Paul who is overseeing churches that are planted and just keeping up relational relationally with them. And that's one of the things that I would ask a network, Uh uh, who's going to be calling and talking to me and praying with me about what's going on. Uh, Who's going to be coming out and visiting. And do you, is that a part of your vision for how you'll support church planters? Because that was so huge for us. Well, yeah, because we get so busy. We don't think about often reaching out right. and sharing here's what I'm doing until we're at a place where we're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at that point you're so overwhelmed that if you have someone checking in on you and not just on how the church plant's going, but how's your marriage going? How are the children? What do you guys need? How are you doing financially? Like just asking those questions so that they know how to support us and how to pray for us. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's that was a, a huge part of I think what what uh, what helped us succeed at, at some level was that we had some of that some of that oversight or some of that uh, just relational connection points mm-hmm. that we wouldn't have had if we just came out on our own. Now we know some folks that have come out on their own, and um, not that they're terrible or doing terrible, but I think that those even those that I've known about that have come and were independent have since connected somewhere yes. because they need that sense of I think we need that sense of accountability and that support system and having uh, having the the uh, the the support networks opened up uh, through those networks is is an important thing. But even even beyond that, I think again, like being able to. Uh, partner, especially when you're in a young phase, we we partnered on a couple mission trips and other things that were going on uh, that we that that we were able to pray for and support and uh, and connect with before we were able to really put those sorts of things together. So we had a church uh, of ours, uh, our church uh, partner church with ours in uh, in Cheyenne. Oh yeah, and uh, they were doing um, partnering with a ministry that was getting churches planted in India. And so we were able to um, partner with them, uh, try to to pray for that event, and I was able to go with them and participate, and then kind of bring back some um, information about what was going on. We could rejoice in that, and we could pray mm-hmm. for that. I mean, it was just such a sense of togetherness when you're doing that, not all on your own, but you're able to kind of partner with some others. And so I think that was all very important for us, especially early on. But it, it continues to be important, but I think uh, especially early on, very important for us. Um, One thing I actually like about Converge is that it's not just a, it's not just church planting. Like there are some, (laughs) there are some older churches that have been around forever and there, it's just for me, we've been here 11 years, our church is 10 Mm -hmm. and now I'm experiencing just the normal pastor's wife Mm -hmm. things and there's support for that too. Yeah. Because in church planting, it's so much on the early years and getting going with everything. But I mean, we're still here. We didn't move on to plant another church. And so there are different struggles that come as your church gets older. And I was actually talking to one of the women who has a, a ministry to pastor's wives, and she's amazing. Um, and I was talking about, you know, some of the differences with challenges on the early days that are specific to church planters. 
But then I'm like, but right now I need you because all this stuff, I don't know. (laughs) These are normal pastor wife issues. And I don't know how to, (laughs) I don't know how to navigate this. (laughs) Right. Right. So, uh, and in fact, that's, that's the, if you were to ask Converge what they do, they say we start and strengthen churches. Mm -hmm. So, So that's their, that's their dual focus. And really, I think that's what a good network ought to be doing something about that. How do we support churches that are existing and how do we get new ones going? And a lot of what uh, Converge does is it tries to get churches together for the cause of planting new churches. So we have lead teams that are, you know, groups of eight churches or so. We're not quite there in Utah. We don't have a a full lead team yet, but, but uh, a lead team then takes responsibility for, uh, training up new pastors, getting new churches planted, and how how we as a as a team can resource this new thing. And we didn't have a Utah league team. There wasn't weren't any other Utah churches when we got here for from our um, network. But some of the some of the other Rocky Mountain regions sort of adopted us, and so we <laughs> felt like we were part of a lead team experience, even though uh, even though it was a little bit different because we were far away. But uh, in today's technology world, that's not as okay. Uh, as uh, problematic. We can, even before COVID, we knew how to Skype and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we could connect uh, just, just from a distance uh, anyway. Yeah. And now we have some planters in Utah that you get to meet with. So that's yeah. fun too. <clears throat> yeah. It's just great having a uh, some some people that we can call and I know that if I called uh, some of the pastors in some of the other places, they would take the call and we and they'd be willing to chat and talk. If I talked to wanted to call uh, Paul and uh, see what he's doing and mm-hmm. see you know run some problem by him, he would he'd be happy to sit and chat and take time. In fact, I should call him right now see if he takes my call. <laughs> should do it. No, um, but he's a good guy and he, and he's and he's really good about reaching out to us when we're mm-hmm. not, when we're too busy, like you said, and we're not thinking about uh, this or that or the other, he's good to call and, and check up with us. But it's not even, and the cool thing about our particular situation was it wasn't just Paul either. No, It was Paul and Jan and yeah. she was amazing for us. And so uh, her and Paul as a team would, would, would reach out and take care of uh, church planting couples. Yeah. So that's been really, really nice. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, I think those are some of the reasons why you got to join a church planning network. I think you need that accountability. I think you need the kind of support structure that, uh, that you're going to need. And while you may have that, uh, you may have good family support. You may have good friend support. I think having a lot of other churches that are actively praying for you and supporting you will make your church plan a lot stronger. And so I would recommend finding something that, uh, that'll connect and that'll enable you to succeed. Yeah, me too. I agree. 100%. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Okay. So that was our show for today. Yeah. If you liked it, tell a friend and do all the subscribe stuff so you can find the next one we do. Thanks for listening to the Church Planting Together podcast. See ya.